with a touch of pandemonium in the air, the Hutton Orbital Studio is a whirlwind of activity, as the pre-show preparations take an unexpectedly soggy turn. The notorious Hutton Leak, a long-standing and somewhat mythical gremlin in the machinery, has chosen today of all days to rear its drippy head, turning the corridors into impromptu rivulets. Flossie, ever the champion of calm and chaos, glides through the corridors with a grace that belies the urgency of the situation, her arms laden with an assortment of buckets and pans, clanging a discordant symphony. She manoeuvres around the growing puddles with a nimble dexterity that would put a ballet dancer to shame. Amelia, meanwhile, is a blur of focused determination. She darts from console to console in the control room, her fingers dancing over the buttons with the speed and precision of a seasoned pianist. No, I said pianist. The screens flicker to life, a testament to her technical prowess, even as, even as a small waterfall cascades down the wall behind her. Checks, with his trademark nonchalance, leans against the wall, with a lopsided grin hiding beneath his decidedly unlopsided moustache as he watches the commotion. He manages to find the one dry spot in the corridor, or so he thinks, until a rogue drip from the ceiling lands squarely on his head, causing his moustache to quiver for just a moment. Lithobreaker, the man of many gadgets, has taken it upon himself to tackle the leak head-on. Armed with a bewildering array of tools that would make any mechanic green with envy, he delves into the heart of the plumbing with the gusto of a man on a mission. His mutterings about improper pipe fittings and substandard welding echo down the hall. The apology officer, clipboard in hand, is in full damage control mode. They flip between the crew, doling out apologies like candy on Halloween. Their soothing words are a balm to the frayed nerves, all while narrowly avoiding a collision with the careening mop bucket. And then there's Vanteon, who seems to have embraced the chaos with open arms. He's fashioned a makeshift raft from a broken office chair and a deflated rubber duck, and he's navigating the newly formed Hutton River, with a gleeful abandon that is both infectious and slightly concerning. As the clocks tick ever closer to showtime, the crew rallies with a camaraderie born of shared adversity. Buckets are strategically placed, mops wielded with fervour, and the leak, though not yet vanquished, is at least temporarily contained. In the midst of all the bedlam, Amelia's voice cuts through the commotion with a clarity that is almost startling. Our mics are alive! Will you just stick your finger in it? I'm trying, but it's too small. It's spilling all around the edges. Hang on. I'm going to try a banana. No, no, that's no better. It's spraying even further. Oh, look at that. My script's gone all soggy now. Dura drives, I tell you. That's what you need. Waterproof, smash resistant, even Fargoid repelling. What's that winking light? That one? That's a low battery. Uh, well, before it goes completely on the blink, let's get through this week's headlines. Falcon delays he leaks pythons? 
galactic politics set to get spicy and 33 turn. The Waller is back and other too hot, too messy news. Chicks, bricks, lump. Pilots voice concern over master plans being broadcast over open media. Colonia back on the level as Hanky breathes a sigh of relief. And we look at the rest of Hutton Space. Falcon de Lacey, the undisputed leader in the field of multi-role medium ships, has suffered a leak this week. Since the 2700s, under the name of Watton Pritney, the mainstay of de Lacey, Falcon de Lacey's range has been the Venerable Python, popular around the galaxy for its ability to haul huge amounts of materials, but being small and manoeuvrable enough to act as a big tub of a fighter craft or skirt around recently destroyed asteroids in search of elusive void opal fragments, the Python outclasses nearly everything in its class, classily. And for those that want something that's a bit like a python but can launch fighters and is a little more shooty, there's always a crate. In fact, there are two crates. Supposedly secret plans by Falcon de Lacey for a new model of ship made their way in an unsealed brown envelope pushed under the door of one Chuck Handgun of the Pilots' Federation. Given that he was gluing together his first Pilots' Federation update for months, he couldn't resist. There it was, in big. The Python Mark II. Pilots throughout the galaxy who have been bemoaning the fact that they've got nothing new to spend their untold squillions of credits on suddenly went silent. The Doomsayers, who, week in, week out, tell everyone that will listen that the age of the spacefarer is done and dusted, were suspiciously silent. A few cunning individuals came up with, But what's it for? Surely a Python Mark II is just a Python with different greebles. But no, a little sticky note attached to the image was quite clear that the Python Mark II is a Python in name, but serves an entirely new purpose out there in the galaxy. Looking at the sleek lines, the smooth curves, the lack of razor-sharp edges, is this a Python built to new crash tusk dummy standards without dangerous corners? Is it Falcon de Lacey's attempt to stick one to the Thargoids? Is that stealth armour? Is it made of grelic alloys? Does it glow in the dark? Is there one of those vulture-style drop bays in it for airdropping whole cohorts of heavily, heavily armed and armoured troops over a war zone? Or... Is it slippery like that so it can enter thicker atmospheres, or oceans, or lava? Uh, okay, maybe not lava, but certainly those big glowing portals of doom inside the Thargoid Titans. It could be just the right kind of suppository to give them the Thargoid squits, 
and send them running home to spend a millennia or two on what passes for a Thargoid gazunder whilst groaning their abdomen is turning itself inside out. On the reverse of the sticky note, the words, and there are three more coming. The Type 8, the Anaconda Mark II, maybe an Imperial Hedge Trimmer. We can't wait and have our Hutton decals on standby, ready to apply at a moment's notice. In an effort following the news in the first of tonight's articles to take the doomsayers and the rock they're going to hide under and teleport them to Andromeda with extreme prejudice, the Pilots' Federation have announced news of their own. Looking down the list of things that are most requested by pilots out there in the galaxy and then crossing off the silly ones. On foot combat versus Thargoids, well, that's silly. If taking off and nuking them from orbit isn't an option, sticking one's head in the mandibles of a vicious Thargy space beastie is not on the menu. The Panther Clipper. I believe they just said lol and muttered something about lube in a shoehorn. Uh, that's a, a short term nope. Oh, and that's up to the ship manufacturer and the insurers who look after the docking bay toast tracks. Anything combining the words open and only and BGS. Fixing those words together in a sentence causes a number of the staff to go down with the apoplectic mods and start throwing things. And fights in station concourses between pilots. Well, okay, but only if the pilots, only for pilots who are in open. What does that leave from the most requested list? Power play. Here at Hutton, we are sure of a couple of facts. One. Almost all Hutton truckers would rather boil themselves in Grelic soup than dip their toes into galactic politics on that scale. Mainly as it involves stapling the flag of some distant personage from a portrait to your mast. Okay, so most Hutton truckers have dipped a toe in the water, but only to get the shields, other guns, or the free goodies after four weeks, but quit thereafter. Two, power play. Yeah. However, Items 1 and 2 in our list do not preclude the most the more interesting things in the horizon. The heads of the various galactic crime families, governments, is there a difference between those first two? And hippie communes have obviously got their heads together and looked at the very pretty bubble map that monitors their influence level conveniently ignore the Swiss cheese effect caused by independent factions having and holding and aiming to hold forevermore their own little fiefdoms and decided that they want a bigger slice of the pie. Whether that's a square pie, or a dish of stew with a lids, or a proper honest-to-dog proper pie with a bottom and a little ceramic birdie on the top to let the steam out, is yet to be seen. But as ever, Hutton stands ready to pour our 10 credits in the slot and give it a go. You never know, it might be new, fun and interesting way to bash the local Federal Galactic superpower with the mug of... Nope. Week 78 of Too Hot Too Messy, Saw Commandos passed the 118,000 delivery mark. And for the stats nerds out there, we are closing on having mug 30% um, of what we think might possibly be out there. Um, we delivered over 50% more mugs than this week, but let's face it, it was a pretty low bar. But we did deliver more than 800, and the four-week average is just over 870, which is the lowest it's ever been. Oh, hang on, Waller81 has been on holiday for a few weeks. Well, that explains an awful lot. Welcome back, Commander. 
The approach trips to Hutton are totally clear this week. Traffic is as light as we've ever seen it, and you can expect to get a landing pad on your first request. There have been two Hutton runs this week, both are from Steve King, and the fastest of these was 1 hour 24 minutes 9 seconds. Ness Wyeth had to hit the big red emergency button earlier today in the triage section of the Hutton Infirmary. Q medics running everywhere, a cool theme tune over the speakers, people saying complicated medical words with the word stat at the end, and floor mopping guy cleaning up all the red that was all over the floor. But first, a word from the apology officer. Hutton incident report. Date, 1st of not January anymore, yay! 3310. Location, the Hutton workshop. Incident type, damage to body parts, leakage of red on the concourse, Swear filter overload. Incident detail. Hutton authorities were notified earlier today of the emergency infirmary alarm being activated by Nurse Wyeth. On attending the scene, paramedic and EMT personnel reported that it looked like something out of a bad horror B-movie. Red everywhere, people slipping up in it, Commander Chick sitting on a hospital stretcher with Nurse Wyeth holding a sponge to his head. A very red sponge. We don't actually have any red sponges. Commander Chex was insisting that he was fine, and it was only a flesh wound and using phrases like You know how head injuries leak, tis nothing. After application of a spray tube of leak no more to the site of the injury, smelling salts to the paramedics and DMTs who had fainted, and a slang for the guy who'd slipped over and hurt himself, plus judicious application of floor mopping guy's number four mop and bucket combo. The situation was resolved. As the first reporter on the scene, and after interviewing all concerned, it turns out that it was indeed a self-inflicted injury. Commander Chicks, working in the machine room at Hutton Orbital, had been beavering away with his various tools without the proper protective gear. The workshop safety supervisor, in full tactical combat gear, thick goggles and a nifty looking clipboard, had reminded Commander Chicks that whilst working the hydraulic hammer, he was supposed to be wearing a hard hat, which was on the bench. Absorbed with looking for his 3 8 Scripley, as the 10mm one was marginally too big, and the station parts he was working on were clearly made by the night shift and measured out in bananas, or maybe giraffe halves, he didn't pay much attention to what he was being told, and promptly grabbed his hard hat and plonked it down on his noggin. At which point he located where he'd put the 3 8 Scripley. They're quite knobbly and he did put the hard hat on with rather more force than was entirely necessary. It turns out that in this age of modern medicine, remlock devices, advanced nano medicines and the like, safety officers really aren't used to the sight of red. Space paramedics and DMTs aren't used to the sight of red either. In fact, just about the only person who is, apart from Van Tayun who has cultivated getting red on himself into a fine art, is Nurse Wyeth. The panic button was pushed as everyone else was panicking. Anyway, a few lessons have been learned. 1. Never put anything in your helmet you wouldn't put on your head. 2. Never put your helmet on your head too hard. And 3. When the Hutton Safety Officer asks you to do something, just show them your competent rating on your commander profile and tell them to sign a form. It appears that Galnet, 
be ever-present, ever ready to cover the latest gossip and ever eager to inform the Galaxy News outlet, might be moonlighting as an inadvertent mole for Tharg the Mighty and his, or her, or their insectoid entourage. Recent articles have been as leaky as a sieve, being used to boil soup. With details about newfangled anti-Thargoid tech, giving the green goons a leg up in the ongoing galactic game of cat and mouse. The latest blunder comes hot on the heels of a series of well-intentioned but perhaps misguided reports detailing the collection of Thargoid and Guardian artefacts. These efforts, aimed at giving humanity an upper hand, might just be the celestial equivalent of handing the enemy the blueprints to the Death Star. One can't help but wonder if Tharg the Mighty has upgraded his subscription to include the Galnet Premium Package, complete with a Tharg Translatortron, Mark Argyll, to interpret the nuances of human dialects and locate where on Earth, on a human, the exhaust port is, and whether a well-placed detonation might cause some significant injury. Consider the fiasco over in HIP 22460. Was it just a stroke of bad luck, or did Tharg the Mighty have a heads up thanks to Galnek's galactic gossips? The Thargoids, notorious for not being very well understood, are apparently well versed in the Queen's English, courtesy of Galnet. The situation begs the question, should we switch to a more obscure language? Perhaps communicating in Klingon, or, or better yet, Welsh? since everyone knows the Thargoid's antenna curl at the mere sound of a male voice choir. Or maybe it's high time we embrace the art of mime. Let's see them translate that. In an age where loose lips sink ships seems more relevant than ever, Galnet's enthusiastic updates could be seen as a buffet of information, with Tharg the Mighty gleefully munching away at our strategic plans. So next time you tune into Galnet, for the latest scoop on anti-Thargoid efforts, spare a thought for the possibility that Tharg the Mighty might be chuckling to him or her or themselves in some distant star system, tapping his claws in glee at our unwitting disclosures. As we eagerly await the Mark II Pythons, let's hope they come equipped with a feature to help Galnet's revelations un keep Galnet's revelations under wraps. Or we might all end up as intergalactic hors d'oeuvres. Until then, remember, when it comes to sensitive info, mum's the word. Or we'll all be saying, Methruhogeni. That's apparently sorry in Welsh. For the last of humanity. With last week's alert sending commanders gallivanting across the galaxy to prevent precipitous plummeting of Hutton's hitherto high influence and to prevent the poles being stacked against us and indeed the pesky bugalists from pummeling the hanky, we have better news this week. George Pantasis is safe. Tia is safe. Pythias is safe. E.R. Procol Centauri is safe. And King Hanky is having a bit of a lie down after his wild shenanigans biting off the intruders last week. Okay, so there's a little matter of an infrastructure failure over in Pythias. But rumours are that Commander Attic used a number of the pipes on the walls to fend off the invaders without checking what they were first. 
He did try and put them all back, but it appears that the piping for the fresh water and the piping for the food machines that turn grey goo into edible nosh got mixed up. We won't even comment about the station's air conditioning supporting con we won't even comment about the station's air conditioning pipework being connected to the outflow from cubicle 3. Needless to say, when it got a bit warm in Pythias and one of the visiting tourists whacked their room up to Frosty, what actually happened is forever etched in their memory. The entire system has been condemned and we're awaiting delivery of replacement parts and a bevy of fitters to connect the right thing to the right doohickey and get the appropriate fluids, gases and gloop flowing in the right direction. As for Teresa, there was confusion about what was happening there as apparently King Hanky had come to an arrangement with one of the other factions there who didn't want to lose their own Pierre de in the system had a pinky promise to give the station and the system back after they secured that eventuality. There's ongoing debate about whether Hunk Hutton actually honours pinky promises or not. And as a result, the conflict there is honours even, with Hutton fighting on both sides, and in general, everyone being a little confused. When asked about it, King Hanky shrugged and just promised to pick up all the pieces once it was done. Things are going through somewhat of a... Oh, thank Alvin! That is finally February vibe in Hutton Space this week. Five systems are on Alvin's report, and for the third week in a row, they're all in the 30s. More on those stories coming up. For the third week in a row, Ross 671 has fended off Barnard's star to maintain its extended grip on the wooden spoon, ending the week a point down on 30. That 13-point gap to second place has halved to just six points. So it fumbled its hold on the timber utensil, but Barnard's star managed to clear its infrastructure failure and bounced back by four points to 35. An election between third and fourth is locking up a quarter of influence for the foreseeable, so Ross 671 isn't out of the woods yet. All that bear poo. A system we haven't seen on Alvin's report for a few months is Kakari, which has wiggled its way into the 30s, ending the week tucked between the perennial no-hopers on 34. A war is pending, which will lock up over a quarter of the influence. As mentioned just now, Barnard Star briefly took the bottom spot midweek, but lost its grip by being slightly less crap than Ross 671, ending the week on 35. The other six factions have four civil unrest, two pairs of busts, a famine, two outbreaks, and an infrastructure failure. Hard to move Epsilon indeed lost a point to end the week on 36. Nothing's happening there right now, so sneak in and do some good to Hutton's influence. Lastly, 36 off Yuki, which, until last week, hadn't been on Alvin's report since Christmas, has dropped a couple of points to 37. I can confirm that the stirring in George's pants has subsided and that the system has experienced a substantial rise of 13 points. The wharf control with George's pants Crimson Bridge concluded in a 4-2 victory after truckers successfully beat them off. 
The drought in Loyton 145-141 was slaked and the system is now reporting an issue of rising damp. Commander Rigsby is on the job. Well, at least he'd like to be. At the overachieving end of the Hutton Systems table, we have just one system above 60 and one above 70. Some priorities this week are, if you want to chuck something, Boost Ross 671 and Epsilon Indy. Wow. And, well, only a couple of seams, and they were all inserted by me there. Tharg was reading the wrong article, which means he's probably not (laughs) going to invade us and kill everybody. Almost actually seamless. Yeah, almost actually seamless, yes. And Um, that story about the air conditioning issue reminded me of the hotel I was in last week. Where it It was slightly below freezing outside, but it was lovely and warm in the bedrooms. And the further down you turn the temperature on the air conditioning controls, the warmer it got. That was the airflow and control. Were you in Pythias? I might have been. They'd managed to wire a heater to the chiller controls. Right. So the further down you turn the thermostat, the further up the temperature went. And, and this wasn't the punishment associated with the, uh, the article from last week, then? Uh, we hope not. No, no. You won't be trying that cooking again in a hurry over in no. Verona. Or New Verona, will you? No. No, they get a bit irate about such things as putting cream into your uh, into your, your your pasta. Yeah, not to be done. At least at least that particular recipe. Mm-hmm. Anyway, well, it's nice to have you back, and um, it's nice yes, to be back. As it says that the the leaks and the hut and stuff, Amelia is is pushing the buttons with a plum. All the seams are entirely. That, that's a literal plum. I have a plum here, and I'm pushing so the buttons with it. Using your fingers. What? <laughs> oh, bananas! I should be using bananas. Yeah, that'll do. <laughs> um. A- anyway, I, was there a frontier? No, I'm not even going to ask that question because there wasn't. No, there's never stream, a frontier live stream. Definitely not a frontier live stream. I don't think you're ever going to see a frontier live stream again. Oh yes, there was. No, there wasn't. Oh, no, there wasn't. It was a Frontier Unlocked. Yep. The, the, the live stream unlocked? TM. Is that, is that different? It is. Frontier live stream TM is no more. So, they, um, they have a weekly show that covers all their... Uh, weekly, monthly show now, that covers all their games. What, the dinosaurs and the pandas? In well, the same enclosure. The pandas were in it, I think. Um, well, I mean, but dinosaurs and pandas in the same enclosure. Come on. I mean, this is. It's... A pandasaurus. But no, I didn't Yeah, but it didn't move when it did. I think, like, a, I think he saw us. Um, Rex. Anyway, so it's an hour and it covers all their current games. So it's pretty rushed. Anyway, it's so a bit uh, a bit a bit a bit, a bit of the, the the war hammering and uh, yeah, warg yeah. and all that stuff and a, and a bit of not the foundry things though because they no. don't do foundry anymore. No, no, no. 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 Um so it was Arf was back. We haven't seen Arf ooh, for some time now. Boop, boop. And uh, Holly um what would, what did Holly do before? So it was marketing and Well, Holly was one of our hosts over at the thing over in yeah, um, I, I, the I Science Museum, wasn't it? But she? that's yeah. that's not a full time job. It was just like one one night. Well, they're one, looking after the one night um, only. 
Yeah, the, 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 the partners and things. You know, well, the, doesn't the, the stream does that as well, doesn't she? Yes. It, it's only a, a community person, but for like, has she been doing like the planet, planet Zoo stuff and that? She seemed to be quite cleaned up in Planet Zoo. Okay. Well, I, yeah. I think it's one to hold LCU down, the other one to kick him. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it was awful. Only one to kick him. In a newly designed, because they 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 can't sit on a fleet carrier now like they used to, because that's no. not that's not fair and balanced to planet planet Warhammer. They've used uh, that pretend room before, though. Well, is it the same area that used to have the pallets? Remember Pallet yeah. Corner? Yeah, is it, it was, no, it's yeah. the same same bit. Is it right? So we've got new new sofas and a and a prize corner, a giveaway mm. prizes table. Um, yeah. So if you missed it, um. Was it the Wait. sofa thing? What? Yeah, yeah, they were sitting on sofas. Yeah, yeah, um, sofas, it was, it yeah. was the, the sofa room, you know. Yes. The, yeah. the, the um, EDRPG room. Ah, well. Mm. Okay. Um, Funny way to spell sofa. Um, yeah, but I noticed so, the first thing they did, they had a, they had a, a, a failure on the uh, prize table already because one of the first prizes they gave away was something like a 31.5-inch Samsung Curve monitor or something like that. 4K... Well, everything. Why you're measuring it wrong? It's in bananas or, oh, or right. giraffes. Or, are, are, um, are you questioning yeah. why it's thirty-one? What happened to the other half an inch? No, that'll be that'll somebody be peeled a banana. Yeah. That'll be something to do with the outside or something. Give him half an inch; he'll take a monitor. Anyway, um, right. so if you want to watch any more of these, um, they're on Wednesday. It's, it's a newborn elephant in size. How about that? If you want to watch more of these. <laughs> <laughs> They're uh, they're twelve a year, and they're on the last Wednesday of each month mm -hmm. at six p.m. Okay, so that's that's actually well, a reasonable hour of the day as well for people. You can sit there with your tea and watch that. I'm cooking at six o'clock. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. um. Anyway, so if if they're gonna, well, there's no guarantee that Elise will be at the end. Anyway, I I, I watched it on the on the catch up today and just pressed fast forward a lot. Um, I'm assuming they'll mix it up. Well, they'll mix know. the order. I don't, I don't know. Somebody did to to and to kick off the the sort of new frontier unlock. They um they gave away a lot of stuff. There were headphones. There was a Thirty-one and a half inch monitor, 4K monitor that you just mentioned. There's water mm. bottle. There were pin badges for all the games. There's all kinds of gear, and all you had to do to enter was type something in the chat, and uh, somebody called Piglet's Last Stand, um, which should win a prize on its own, um, yeah. and won all that gear. Piglet wow. is easily intimidated and very small. Yes. Oh, so you can't really see Piglet fight in a last stand, can you? Unless it's... Well, it's probably just the same as his first stand. Yeah, bacon. Mm. Mm. Um, so people people watching tonight may have noticed that uh, there are Twitch drops tonight. Um, yep. So if you look at your Twitch inventory page, if you've been watching from the beginning, you will all already have the cheat for an ice sheet. Very careful how you, you say that. language. Yes. yes. Well, I did. I did enunciate uh, carefully. And well, please flush when you're finished. If you're sad enough to watch for another twenty-seven minutes, um, you'll get the Corvette <laughs> ice sheet. I thought we were going to see you have our sympathies. Uh, no, and that's the paint job for the, for the elite partner program. And, and if 
anybody wants to stream Elite, who is not in the Elite Partner Program, um, two more paint jobs will be available. And I'm guessing, I'm guessing they're going to be for the Anaconda and the Ferdinands. Well, I've got fifty-one percent of the Anaconda sheet. Oh, I haven't. I've. Ah, well, which is it? The top half or the bottom half? Is it the front or the back? Left or right? <laughs> or is it sort of split diagonally up the middle? Anyway, and if you... Well, you, you can't get them now because you didn't watch the, the, um, the live stream. It's not a live stream. It's a Frontier Unlocked. Thanks. Um, there was an iceberg paint job. Again, same, same four ships. So the format was 25 minutes of Planet Zoo. Then there were 21 minutes of War Toolkit. Um, and then we got, I thought we got 13. Who's clicking? What's that? Clicking. What? Who keeps clicking? There's no clicking. There is clicking. What? It's like somebody's clicking, clipping their nails or something. Are we boring you? No, I can't hear any what? clicking. It's all in your head. No, it's not. It's gone now. Cause... You sure it's not the third guy who's trying to make contact? Cut, cut your nails in your own time. Anyway, um, and we got about 10 minutes at the end, which was, it was sort of worth waiting for after so long, but 10 minutes, come on. Um, and announcements, what did we learn in those 10 minutes? Well, update 18 is coming at the end of February, 26th of February, which I think is a Monday. Question. An odd answer. When you want these images up? Or where it says in the script. Right, okay, so one of these should be up already. Ah, I assumed it was. Right, it is now. Excellent. There you go. So there you go. What are we looking at? Oh, this is F Dev. Oh, you go. There's, uh, there's the corner I thought we were already <laughs> talking about. Look, sofas. <laughs> sofas. I like that Elite Dangerous poster. Yeah, it is good, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's nice, isn't it? So, so basically, these these were the three games they talked about in the uh, in the live stream, and in that order. See, there you go. Clue clue was there all along. It was hidden in plain sight. Mm. So that's Arf and Holly. Um, so update eighteen is coming out at the end of February, and it. I mean, obviously, they'll fix all kinds of bits and pieces, but it's 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 for Monica Glean. It was largely uh, Thargoid War based. Well, Volcarius will be be happy, um, and they did say the phrase. Arf slipped out the phrase, "the end of the Thargoid War," and then Harry quickly uh, corrected himself, and something about taking down the Titans. That was that was Titans, not tights. Is that a bit like a Twelfth Night kind of? Well, no. What, what is it? You're supposed to take down the decorations by a certain date, or you know, that's, have bad luck all year. Yeah, that's Twelfth Night, isn't it? That's, uh, yeah, yeah. So I hope you took down your Titans in time. Well, you, <laughs> the your last baubles. time somebody took down their Titans around me. Anyway, that's yeah, a different you story. Drop your baubles. Um, at the second update, update nineteen. Um, do you remember a couple of years ago they talked about oh, oh uh, we're going to overhaul this key feature of Elite and then we speculated and speculated and then we kind of forgot about it. Well, it could be who's 
I thought somebody was sucking in air through their teeth. It's not. It's somebody cleaning a kitchen or something. Um, Are you hearing things? I am. I'm hearing people rubbing their hand over a surface You're definitely or hearing things. I'm, I'm not hearing, hearing things. Hearing well, I, I am. I'm definitely hearing them. Um, anyway, Powerplay is going to get a full reworking, as, as covered in the news earlier, and it's going to be called... As, as broadcast in the news articles earlier... Yes. Dun, dun, dun. Full reworking is they're going to change a couple of the pictures because, because um, I don't know, President yeah, Hudson, former President t- Hudson, is not President Hudson anymore. He, what snappy title are they going to give it? Uh, well, we did. Jeff the we, we commented on this one at ECM, you know, something to do with power cables and playing a game. And yeah, <clears throat> yes. And then anyway. people, at, people at Frontier Towers, also known as Pilots Federation, go away and cry a little bit. But. Um, well, it depends if they're going to ignore like, the little bit of space next to Sol that does not contain power play control in any way. Hmm. It's I mean, you know, Hudson says he controls our system, but no, he doesn't. As long as I can get my plus 200% exploration bonus. from uh, Maybe from, new toys. From the guy with the quiff. Maybe, maybe new toys, new weapons or something. I don't know. Well, it's the only reason to join anybody, isn't it? Or does any mission you do for any minor faction that's associated with a, with a major faction count towards them in terms of... I don't know. Oh, that's too much to think about, isn't it? Anyway, coming... Yes, hurts my head. Coming this summer is Powerplay 2.0. Or Powerplay 2, if you prefer. Um, and then later... Do you get, do you get the baldies thing there? Yeah, it's, 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 it's on what? its way. It's God, thinking about it. You there it goes. Tell you anything twice here. Oh, I just thought this image was funny. The two bearded bull blokes talking to each other. Anyway, after this, it's something. All we know is that it's something really cool. So maybe it's like a cockpit fridge or something. I've got no idea. Is this the thing that terribly tall Tom was alluding to on, at, the, at his leaving message on, on Galtwit? Cup holders might, as standard. You might think that. I could possibly comment. Uh, and, you know, the usual cry every time Frontier posts anything on social media is like, uh, ship interiors, no new ships. What's the other one? The game is dead. Uh, what, what are the consoles. Other ones? Panther Clipper, Panther Clipper. <laughs> yeah, consoles. Open only yeah. BGS. Yeah. Anyway. Ma- maintenance modes. Maintenance modes. Yeah, games in maintenance mode, did you know? No? Oh, but I just took great delight oh, right. in, in sort of turning around to the screen that had all the forum posts, some from the Doomsayers, and going, nyeh, 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 <laughs> at it. Because, <laughs> oh, no, it's crap. We haven't had new ships for at least four years. Well, there's some new ships. No, it's crap. Power play. They promised to look at, oh, fuck, they're looking at power play. Um, oh, well, what am I going to moan about now? It's all about Thargoids. Oh, there's, there's new, CQ, oh, okay. We'll maybe let them get away with CQC, but um, you know all of the doomsayers. And no, it's in maintenance mode. No, there are no new ships. And no, every, the, the, what the game needs right now, what this universe needs, is more ships. Well, here's more ships. There are four. Of them. Oh, but there are only reskins of existing. Well, no, well, they called it the Python Mark II, but it's not exactly a reskin, is it? I mean, it does look more like you could call it a Condor. Or something, or a, well, it's, you know, it's kind of Python. Shit, it's got the it? same. You mean it's pointy it, at the front and wide at the back? Yeah, 
you know what it reminds me of? It reminds I, me I of do a, like the tail number, though. I, I like oh, the, seven, the, the yeah. wings. The little tiny upwards wings at the end of the normal wings. Wing, wing well, I've got them on my ship, but that's a ship kit that I spent arcs on. I mean, spaceships um, don't need wings, but they look pretty. Uh, Claire Rayner recommends flared for her pleasure, though. <laughs> uh, it, it reminds me of a Rockwell B1, actually. Yeah, but bit. it does look very smooth. I mean, as we commented, it, I mean nice. the sharp edges—they just sort of—they've taken a big sanding block to the sides of the ship, yeah. and you know, you, um, you just—and it looks like there's what five hard points on the top there. There seems to be one giant one, two deadly ones, and two mediumy kind of ones there on the top. Hmm. You just know mm -hmm. a ship is cool when it's got wings on its wings. Winglets. Mm. Like is a Formula it, One car. Is it me or does Air it look ride. like it got a bit of a hammerhead thing going up front as well? Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. slightly. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, the, they, they did show two pictures. One, one was sort of uh, ninety degrees from that, so you could see the front better. But I thought this was just a nicer picture of two. You just wanted to look at its bum, didn't you? It's a very pretty ship. It yeah, is a good exhaust shot. Yeah, it is. It's a it's a it's a nice looking thing. Anyway, we'll find out how good it is or bad it is when uh, when it drops. Mm. I can't recall when they said it was coming. What uh, which of the updates it was? That's part the one of. they've revealed, and they've said there are three more. Yes. Which, so, which will be the Anaconda Mark II, the Sidewinder Mark II, and the Cobra and, Mark III Mark II. Well, the Python version Mark III. Yeah, the path of Mark Or maybe the Imperial Hedge Trimmer. I mean, you, you've had a, a clipper and a cutter. It yeah. makes sense. The next one's a hedge trimmer. That's very true. The Imperial Secretaires. Yes. The Imperial Shears. <laughs> the, the, the Imperial Nose Hair Remover. Ow! The Imperial Epilator. The Imperial Plucker. Yeah, the Imperial... Yeah. Yeah, there, there are a lot of pluckers, those Imperials. That's the Imperial Depilator. I'm going to depilate you. Um, so if we... Oh, dear, the auto mod has gone off. Oh, we've, we've <laughs> just seen We that. have set off the chat channel. Oh, dear, Commander Raiden, please report to Alvin's office. <laughs> Real. For, oh. for the, the, the terrible crime of loitering with misogyny. You can't talk about a wrestle. Like <laughs> no, that's a garden <clears throat> implement. See while we've got that picture yeah. up of the, the Python Mark II, in between those upright fin things, look, that was like a shield generator to me. A fairly sizable shield generator. Mm. Oh, it could be. No, it's R2-D2's head. Is Why? that what it is? He's got a massive heat. God. But you can see, I mean, a lot of the things are the same. The same general shape, but they've... they've you mean it's a triangle? It. It's the, Actually, the kind of slopey side things, but they've got the same vents... On the side of the heat vents, it's got the same thrusters. Um, but it does. Engines at the back. Yeah. Not, yeah. The, not the Pointy same engines, the, the same configuration the of engines. And the, and the cockpit's made of glass as well. It's got the, actually, it's got the same cockpit. You can see by the layout of the windows and that, it looks like the same cockpit. I don't know what it'll be like on the inside, but for the outside, it uses some of the. They've been to the, the Python part, Mark 1 parts bin for sure. So, so you know but, when you get you get the usual crowd going, oh, more ships, we need more ships. And then yeah. when you, you sort of counter them and say, well, what what new ships would you like? They never yeah. reply and they never respond. I replied to you when you said it to me earlier. I want a small, maneuverable ship that can drop four people onto a planet for a mission and carry 7,000 tons of cargo. That's the one. 
Yeah, that's got twenty-seven railguns. Yeah. No, I think you could. I you could either maybe have something like either four people or two people in a, an SRV or something that gave you a bit of flexibility. But something small and manoeuvrable that can drop into a planet and put a squad down would be great. Don't know what this thing's for, but it looks quite wingy. So I don't know if that's going to be something to do with atmospheres, as was speculated. But uh, uh, I like it. I really like the look of it. We'll see. When it, it, it is. Uh... It's, it's very sci-fi. Yeah, mm. and they've cut back. If you look at the uh, the wings to that front part, that back of the canopy, they've cut a whole section out there for some reason. So it looks like it's not going to be as cargo-y. It doesn't seem to have the room for the cargo that it no, used to No, it doesn't but... seem to have the volume, does it? Yeah. It's a bit, it's yeah. a bit slimmer. I mean, it's been yeah, slimmed I mean, down, and I don't know what that's about. That's it's been something's going on there. Jim. I really flexing. like the look. Of, see, looking at it for the front as well. When I saw it at first, I thought, fucking hell, is that some kind of heavy fighter or something? And then they said hmm. Python Mark II, and I looked at it and went, oh, it has got Python very heavy on it. Yeah, very, uh, a very, very heavy fighter. But yeah, I'll, I'm really liking the look of it. You know, uh, Python's no slouch. I think I get about yeah. two, only, two eight two with mine. Two the only downside I saw with the Python was the jump range. That See, was the only thing. The downside. Well, you, of it. you can you could soup that up as well. I guess you could do that to any ship, but it had quite a low natural jump range. Uh, yeah, other than that, yeah, was it's brilliant. It's basically so, I mean, it's pretty. Personally, I like a chunky ship. That's why I fly yeah. Type Nine. I like ones with bits on that, you know, and and That's, blocky. But and, that, and that's, junk that's, in the trunk. That's chunky yeah. with a capital chunk, isn't it? It's, yeah, I do yeah. like a bit of chunk. But, yes. I mean, I can still appreciate the this kind of design that's, you know, wings on wings, sleek. Yeah. Mm. It's not and my that's... kind of ship, but I can see the attraction. Yeah. My, my python is my mining ship. I was using a python when oh, it was... Doing, I actually had a couple of ships, but one of the ones I was using for doing the base reactivation missions was a python and i liked because you could just go down it had the shields to take it and you could just put a few uh fire missile launchers on it and just if anybody was potting about in the ground they'd be down there with their, with their torches on and you could just blow them away you always had plenty of ammo you when I mean, you run out in one you could switch to another dumpfire missiles yeah 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 that's what i use best way to get rid of scavengers well, you thin them out and then you go go on, go on foot and kill the last one. Yeah. You know, if there's two left, get out. I try, I try to wipe them all out because quite often you get a second wave. No, I know. <laughs> they don't come in, though, until the last one's dead. So uh, Yeah. Yeah. So the have got a habit of shooting up your SRB. This is the kind of ship that, you know, if I'm out in the black and one passes me, I will gladly turn around and watch it leave. I mean, yes. that ass. That's, but yeah. You know, I probably wouldn't fly one myself. Mm. I think I would. I'm going to have a go at that. I'm going to see what that can do. But as I say, that shield generator in the middle looks pretty big. I think it's a five before, and this might be a six. I don't know. Maybe it's uh, just a five, and it just it's just that you can see it. Unless it's a walk, and it's for cooking for large families. Yeah. It's quite prominent, though. So I wonder if it's going to be some kind of combat variant kind of thing. Huh? Well, there are mm. lots of uh, lots of commentary in the uh, Twitch chat about what people would like to see or what would work yeah. for your uh, your dropping dropping a squad off on a planet. Yeah, yeah. Remember, it needs to have four seats, but there's a few that could do it. Yeah, like you know, a variant. Like, eh. hmm. Well, we just have to wait and see what we get. Yeah. 
Go on. Is it time for some space news? Ooh, oh, go on. Space news. Space news. Get the, get the music. I'll get the music. Yeah, I, 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 think we, I think we know what dead thing is to say. Space news, space news, space news, space news, space news, space news. Oh, look at that. Oh. <laughs> space news. Oh, look at his face. <laughs> his visor up and everything. Um, yes, yeah, so. Uh, first story tonight. Looks like Slim is alive. Woo! Yeah. Due to nothing anybody else did. It's just that the moon moved and the, the light for the sun changed its direction. Well, it, it had travelled a long way. And, you know, whenever I, I travel somewhere, you can't beat a good nap when you get there. Yeah. You can't beat a good face plant. Yes. Walk, back to, walk back to your house, go to the bedroom, <laughs> and just splat onto the bed. Not many of us get to face plant a moon, though. So. So yeah. the, the the story is basically it face planted into the moon. Yeah. Um, it and it was, stopped working. Well, it its solar panels weren't aligned to to mm -hmm. the sun because obviously when they the were moon, pointing at the moon. Yeah. Well, yeah, they weren't pointing at the sun. So on the moon, basically, day is fourteen days and night is fourteen days. So it arrived at the start of the lunar day. It wasn't as as it, in its face planted orientation wasn't pointed at the sun so they switched it all off before it died completely and then as the sun came around relative to it they uh they gave it a poke and it woke up because its panels were um oriented sorry i'm just killing a fly on my bloody screen everything um, moved and the, the light came in for a different direction hit the solar panels and it's alive now yep but it's only going to be alive for another few days because it's yeah. going to survive the solar night. But that was the plan in the first place. Yeah, it was still technically a successful soft landing on the moon, though, and there's not many that have done that. So mm. only it's the fifth nation. Yeah, isn't it? they're the fifth yeah. nation. But it's a um, massive success because they, you know, it's the, the USA, thing... former Soviet Union, India. China, India, India, and New Japan. Yeah. So, but they've had a massive success because they've successfully named some rocks. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Is but that... think about it. Of those five, three, arguably four, are Asian countries. So that's who's leading the space race. Well, they do have sort of two thirds of the world's population. So you can yeah, look and, at it. And you can look at any economies on the planet and the ability let's, 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 to get let's things get, done. Let's not get bogged down in details. Oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> no, when they become inconvenient, I don't want to hear them. Um, mm. La, yeah. la, la, fingers and ears. La, la, Note, la, la, la. Noted. Note yeah. self. Hearing aid. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's, um, so it's alive again for a while anyway. And everybody's happy and delighted. It's so, alive yeah. until it isn't. It's alive until the point that comes where it isn't. But that was always going to be in the cards. Yeah. It's, 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 uh, if anybody, I, um, have you, anybody watched For All Mankind? It's a, it's a show on, Apple TV, I think. I don't know where else you can get it, but oh, uh, no, no, no. Um, it's it started off a bit. It's it's um, it's, I think there's four series I've got available, and I've I've just finished series two. And basically, cut long story short, it's set in an alternative space future where the Russians get to the the moon first, 
and then each series is set. Is this 10. the one with the? Is this the one with the dinosaurs in space, or, no. or the Nazis in space? No spoilers. Or, no spoilers. No. 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 It's all. It's sort of grounded in reality, but every series is sort of set in a different decade. So mm. the first first series was sort of the end of the sixties, early seventies. Then they did the eighties. Season three is in the nineties, and it's it's all good plausible stuff about moon exploration and different space races and stuff if if you get access to it it's uh pretty good it's not it's not excellent it's it's watchable though it's occupied me for a couple of weeks now <laughs> i think okay. somebody's somebody's toaster just popped up or something it's, mm. uh, it's, a, it's, a, <laughs> it's whatever I swear. that you Whatever. hallucinate it worse than no, the, I the dusty that box. Noise. I, I heard that noise. Like, it was like... You've got a weird yeah. toaster. <laughs> well, see, the, the uh, I'll, I'll take credit for that one. The same way. We, 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 yeah, we did have the Hutton Dusty Bot. We'll do it after Space News about what the Dusty Bot did. I'm just going to ask Little Grey. He says, I'm doing Battlestar at the moment in the Twitch chat. And is that, I think that means Battlestar Galactica, the, the new season, not the original uh, sort of 1980s. Oh, they should have finished Caprica. New. I'm still so, sore so, they didn't finish Caprica. Yeah. So when you say new season, you mean the, the one that's only 20 years old, yeah? The, yeah. the reboot, yes. Yeah, I get 20 years old, um, yeah. Still one of the best sci-fi's ever made, but it was sadly the, twenty years it old. It was until the middle of season was it season two or the middle of season three, and then it just they were taking the piss. Um anyway, you realise when the moment comes that uh, some good stuff in there, but then it, it just got weird. Okay. Next story. Well, oh, somebody, somebody, do the next story. Yeah, I agree uh, with I agree with Fish. The Expanse is still the best, and yes, I've seen oh, Van, and I think it's uh, uh, okay. So the the next story was, oh no, Ginny. Broken yeah. Wing. Yes. Oh, oh, it's very sad. This one. You so, talk yeah. about sort of nearly getting it right and then getting it right and then some. Yes. Yes. Because um, because um, yeah, th this one got it right and then some. Mm -hmm. um, th this was ingenuity, wasn't it? The the yeah. helicopter on Mars yeah. that was, was supposed to fly to three just a flights. couple of times, yeah, yeah, uh, and and instead was acting for days and days and days, flying around the place, flying around on Mars, taking photographs and helping guide Perseverance around the surface of Mars. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, it's had a rapid, unscheduled disassembly of the rotor kind. Oh dear. Mm -hmm. and well, it had one a, bit of, its... of a bit of a hard landing, didn't it? Yeah, and one of its yeah. rotor blades decided it didn't want to play anymore, and mm. um, it's it's feeling, uh, uh, you know, well, hang on a second. Before its mission came to an end, it performed 72 flights yeah. and flew 14 yeah. times further than originally planned. Well, the pilot who was the pilot who was flying it decided, or the guy who was remote piloting it decided that he was going to do it properly, and he bought a logbook for it as well to record all its flights. And he thought, well, we'll only have a couple, but it'll be nice to keep a record of the flights. And then actually, <laughs> so had, had to, to go stick and buy... lots of pages in the back. He's had to go and buy a new logbook to go with the first logbook. <laughs> um, they get so much. But I think he thought he was going to get about three entries or something like that, and they put it away with all the files of the mission, and it'd be a nice thing to keep. Uh, and he, he ended up getting onto a second logbook. Well, so... I, heard, I heard somewhere that they were they weren't too upset because they they thought with what um... they've had that money's worth it, yeah. Yeah, but they, they, what Perseverance is now going to do, Ingenuity would find it difficult to, to keep 
pace and cat, you know, keep oh, pace. Oh, because they're going to go for a long, fast drive, so they're going yeah. right up to the edge of the crater, which means yes. they have to put the boot down and, yeah, really go for it, and the helicopter yeah. wouldn't be able to keep up anyway. So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Multiple kilometres per day. Hmm. What? Mm. Yeah. Right, yeah. Dizzying speed. Everything will just be a blur. Yes. <laughs> yes. Don't tell Mark Drayford he'll have 20 mile an hour speed limit signs everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so, you know, sad, sad news, but um, it, it, what was the old um, the internet memes? You know, was that, was that a good helicopter? Yeah. One of those ones with the Grim yeah. Reaper standing over it. Yes. Um, yes, yes, you were, Jenny. Yes, you were. And actually, in terms of cost compared to the other bits of it, talk about money's worth on that one because that can't have been anywhere near the most expensive bit of that mission it was sort of a it almost attacked on hey let's do a helicopter it really is there's not that much to it compared to the main module itself yeah. so um, i think yeah. the main the main rover as well i think one of the dearest parts was the uh, uh the poo the, the, <coughs> the thing that it does poos did you not know oh yes i did yes yeah, it's so. leaving poos about for yeah. people to pick up at yeah. some point in the future, yes. So exactly. somebody, somebody's going to space with a little plastic poo bag. But they had to be to, uh, ultra, No, they're still dragging. Well, at least they won't be warm. They had to be ultra, ultra, ultra clean, the tubes for these things. And they got them so clean that they, they couldn't work properly because of the friction. There was no... There was no give. They were so... Thing, and then they had to work on an, a system for that. I think they got an ultra, ultra pure lubricant thing to use with it or something like that. But that was... So they had to give it some more fibre because it just wasn't passing. Yeah, it wasn't passing them properly. Yeah, it was a bit constipated. Um, But it's been, yeah, it's been walking about picking up bits of rocks, pooing itself, moving on. I've just got an image in my head of Mark Watney with a little, yeah, pulling little plastic bags out of his spacesuit and growing potatoes. Yeah, he'd be going, oh, grow some good spuds in this shit. (laughs) Well, anyway, this is one for somebody else. Um, because it's it's nearly as silly as the rest of it. Um, okay, so an asteroid the size, the size of, of sixty four Canadian geese. Sixty four Canadian geese, right? Yes. A Canada goose has a weight of seven point one to fourteen pounds if male, and five point five to twelve pounds if female. Yeah. There we go. 64 of them together, it's about the size of that asteroid. Still makes me think it's quite small, actually. 617 but... pounds, which I don't know what that is in real money, but it's, um, yes. But are these, um, are these wingtip to wingtip, or all the all sort of balled together? Like I a... think it's just about the mass, because it's talking about the weight of each one of these things. So, you know, it's, so it's so... not the size, it's the no, mass. But to bring it, it back down to, to, to proper space news, um, they believe it is a C-type asteroid, which is a chrondite. Chrondrite. Oh, now, don't, we see those, don't, we, yeah, but don't we see those when we're driving around in SRVs? I think we do, yeah. yeah. Oh, we, we do, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, the thing so, is, though, it's been and gone because it was Tuesday it was supposed to be by, passing the Earth. But what was its airspeed velocity? Uh, well, it was about the size, size of a small refrigerator, like a hotel uh, room one. Zero because it, was an, an, it wasn't an air. Oh, hang on. What was that an advert for? <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking ah, at the other images. It, 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 yeah, it, it's a 71 meter Ooh, asteroid, prostate. which means it's 64 Neuropathy. Canadian geese tail to beak in a line. There ah, we go. sorry, there how big? What? How big 60, in total? 64, 64 Canadian, Canadian geese. geese tail to beak in a line. And how big is this that? one? 
So that was January. One asteroid. Yeah. How big is yeah. that? Would you want that in capybaras? No, I want that in bananas. Or... Right. <laughs> okay. Jesus we Christ. need a conversion computer somewhere. How, how well, well, carry us. We need we need a conversion computer that converts real measurements into into random stuff. Right. So what was there the length? Of, what was the length in meters? I, well, it, it was uh, seventy-one. What did I say? Seventy-one. Right, hold on. No, 64 Canadian geese, all tail to beacon line. So, yes. 71. I'm working it, working it out in bananas. Um, zero, zero. Divide by 20 centimeter banana. So, is this. 355 bananas long. Oh, wow, that's big. That is that's big. asteroid 2007EG. Oh, um, okay. Thanks for that. Sorry oh, to upset it's... people, but there is already a banana converter online. No way! We need that. Bananas for sorry, banana for scale dot info. <laughs> Did you say two thousand and seven EG? Yes. yes. Well, it's interesting because NASA don't know about that one. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm I'm looking at NASA near Earth objects, I'm trying to figure out who, which one it was, and it just I'm isn't there. I'm assuming there. that whoever found it found it in two thousand and seven. Yes. Oh look! Yeah, yeah. There's a two thousand and eight OS seven on this tomorrow. Well, is that coming tomorrow? How big is that? And, That's and... four hundred two between well, two hundred and ten to four hundred It's roughly the size of an aeroplane, which is about the same as sixty-four geese. See the one or one hundred and thirty feet. The, the one coming tomorrow is basically the size of Wembley. What? It's yes. massive. Yeah, yeah. it's it's going to be Wembley Wems Wobbly One. Well, it's, yeah. it's basically the size. Is that Wembley Stadium yes. or Wembley? Yes. Well, anyway, it passed so two... Earth at 8.58 kilometres a second. That's how many fast. geese per second is that? I don't know. And well, how many bananas it's, per it's second? It's a pretty nippy speed for something the size well, of 64 Canadian geese. Well, this, the, the um, Umbongo. Now, that um, was, I did, you didn't dream that one. Yeah, eight, 18 kilometres a second is, uh, so it's two and a half times as fast as the geese. Uh, 210 to 480 metres um, in diameter, I assume it's because it's not spherical. It's uh... oh my god! Anyway, apparently it, it would have an impact, even an impact effect about the same as four megatons of TNT if it landed somewhere. Two thousand four hundred bananas. Ah. Well, there you go. Assuming a twenty centimeter banana. Do you know anybody who says they leave this show not better informed about science and stuff? Yeah, we're good at well, talking Nick. out of their their ear. Here you go, Amelia. This is the um, this is the the page needs to look at. So that's. Uh, that's you want me to NASA. put that up now? Well, yeah, oh, it, yeah. might, might, it might be fun because you'll see the size of this bloody thing that's flying by us tomorrow. It's it's All not. Right. Uh, I'm just looking to see how. It's about the size of a python. Close, it's coming. But the, the animal was. Hello. <laughs> no, that's a Titanoboa. No, it's no. Oh, I'm confused now. Is it African or European? Yes. Has it got coconuts? Oh, there's data. We like data. Yeah, mm, there you go. Data. If you, if you scroll down to the table, and it's the see the one with a two at the end, rarity two. Hold on. Rarity. There you go. Two. Right in the middle. Middle of that table. That's right in the middle of the table. That's the one that's flying. Two hundred and ten to four hundred meters. Yeah, that's big. 
Yeah, that is a big old lumpy, I think. And it's only 0.02 AU. It's not letting me view it, so... Oh, we can see it. Yeah, it's too far away. (laughs) This one's very small, and that one's made of Canada geese. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Right, well, the, the next article in that case... That's is is one, one of those purdy ones, you know, with, with pictures. But unfortunately, uh, it's full of adverts. The page, so we might get no. adverts for the the best ever Sky Broadband and um, you know, um, gambling or something yeah. or Adobe. They're not paying or, us for it. That's all I'm saying. Uh, yeah. A, a, anyway, um, well, we there has been another X-ray image of the universe Ooh, with one that. million high energy objects, which are apparently mind blowing numbers. And this is the Erosita Sky Survey, which is an X-ray view over half the sky over Earth. Um, encompasses a million high-energy cosmic sources, including over seven hundred thousand supermassive black holes. Name for name for Leonard Rossiter, who played uh, Rigsby in uh, Rising Damp. Mm. So we mentioned earlier on. Yeah. Anyway, so in, in just uh, six months of operations after launching it discovered more high energy x-ray sources than has been found in six decades of examining the sky mm. but it uses that... clusters of galaxies to observe how dark energy accelerates expansion of the universe etc etc yes quasi periodic is... erupting black holes super clusters exciting stuff that's pretty dense looking though isn't it I mean really that is pretty dense looking mm-hmm it probably isn't when you look at distances between them, but it looks. Look at that big yellow explosion there. What's that? It's <laughs> a big yellow you, thing. You, yeah, this is what my my phone needs. You know, all the technology in the world. I need a WhatsApp button on, uh, on my phone with the camera. You just point at something. And go WhatsApp. Well, what the fuck is that? WhatsApp. dot com. You know. Well, it's in the plane of the galaxy. From the look of that, assuming the the dark splotches the Milky Way. Yeah, but it's right on the edge. Oh, okay. And it's only half the sky because it's only looking that way, and yeah. there's a planet in it's the way. It's behind you. Yeah, that that's got the look of something like a supernova. <laughs> it's pretty massive. I don't know what is. That? You're right. No, not... that, if that's the edge of the Milky Way straight, oh, it's zooming in. Oh, 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 no. oh, oh it's finishing. I feel crazy now. Because, yeah, that was right on the edge of what looks like is, probably uh, the Milky Way right, dust cloud. So just to clarify, it's the galaxy and not the universe. No, it's the yes. sky above us. Yeah, because I'm sure at some point somebody said universe. Well, some of, them will be, some of them will be further away than our galaxy because they're yeah. just looking out and seeing things at arbitrary distance. Oh, yeah. we've, got, we've got floor mopping going now. Yeah, that looks like the corridor outside uh, there. I put, I put it back to the Space News... Uh... Cartoons. Look at that advert spaceship! Advert spaceship! <laughs> it's got a proboscis. Maybe that's what we'll get as one of the ships. Yeah. The SSR. Oh, the advert. Oh, we need to have them. Yeah. Anyway, so that is, I think, it for this week's Space News. Space have we, have we News! Out theme tune. When you don't know where to get more space news, space news, space news, space news. Space news. Space 
No, that does say that. That link says half the universe. Yeah. Is it masters well, of when, the universe? When you move out, would you stay all the way to the end? Yeah, okay. Um, I see a wee note here saying Dusty Bot. Is there a Dusty Bot uh, thing you have? Yeah, so uh, we, the Hutton Dusty Bot had a moment earlier. Oh, it did, yes. Oh, it yes. Did. So... As we're doing for the show recently, you know, we, we, we have a chat with, with Dusty Bot on a Thursday because, um, you know, Dusty might have an interesting take on, you know, give me your trash. So I started out with, good afternoon, Hutton Dusty Bot. You, you know, we should have I scripted this. Well, I can put it in the script if you want. <laughs> we should have scripted this. Yeah, we should have done the, the audio of some robot voice. And, and then Dusty Bot said back to me, Good afternoon, how can I assist you today? So I said, what day is it? And it said, today is Wednesday. How can I assist you further? To which I said, are you sure it isn't Thursday? I had to go and look at my diary, just double check I had yeah. the day wrong. Uh, it said, uh, my apologies, I made an error. Indeed, today is Thursday how can I assist you further this fine Thursday? I said, what happens at Hutton on a Thursday evening? Hutton Dusty Bot managed to come back with, on the last Thursday of the month at Hutton, there's a special segment called Green Room, followed by a game of Settlements and Scavengers featuring Hutton's radio crew in a rollicking space adventure. This is part of their regular programming showcasing the crew's creativity and sense of fun. So I said... Is the last Thursday of the month, sorry, is it currently the last Thursday of the month, or was that last week? And Hutton Dustybot said, to accurately determine if today is the last Thursday of the month, I would need to know the current date. Could you please provide the current date? Oh, God. Uh, I said, Did you see Hutton Dustybot, what is the current I, date? I said, it's Thursday, the 1st of not January anymore. It said, since today is Thursday, the 1st of not January anymore, it means that it's not the last Thursday of the month. Well done, Dusty. The Green Room segment and the game of Settlements and Scavengers at Hutton Orbital typically occur on the last Thursday. Therefore, these events would have taken place last week. Mm -hmm. Assuming the month ended in January, which, which confused me. <laughs> right, oh, okay. all right. Okay, well, it felt so, like it was so, never ending, but so, I, 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 I said, so what happens on the other Thursday evenings at Hutton when there isn't a green room week? It said on typical Thursday evenings when it's not a green room week, the setting tends to be more relaxed and low key. Traffic numbers generally subside, you rotter. The hot pit team takes a well deserved rest, and activities like Operation Ida or IDA continue, refocusing huh. on repairing broken stations. Now, you're out of date now, Dusty. Additionally, Hutton's pilots might be engaged in various activities across the Milky Way, such as assisting friends or undertaking diplomatic missions. <laughs> so I said, Thursday evenings are broadcast evenings. When we put the show on, and Dusty says, Oh, I understand now. On Thursday evenings, Hutton's a buzz with the excitement of broadcast evenings. So low key then, yes. With the mix of news, entertainment, and various segments is aired, the broadcasts are a key part of the Hutton orbital experience, providing both information and entertainment. I think you managed to overlook Dusty Pot. <laughs> yes. Um, at which point it melted. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So Dusty was broken this week. Has it started swearing at you again? <laughs> um, no, but it did put the original picture of Nurse Wyeth in an incredibly short skirt. 
Oh dear. Have you been soaking its training data set in Centauri Megagen? Um, I, shall I ask it? <laughs> been soaking your transistors in Centauri Megagen. Here we go. You know it's all valves out here. I, I've just asked the question. Hang on a second. Dusty Bot is 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 doing the tickety tickety noise. Uh, it says try again, please. <laughs> <laughs> Ask right. again later. <laughs> yes. Um, so while we wait for it, it seems my circuits might have been infused. Hang on. Oh dear. It seems my circuits might have been infused with a bit of Hutton humor, but I assure you, no Centauri Megagen has been involved in the process. My resources are purely digital and gin-free. <laughs> okay. Well, that's probably what's wrong with it, then. Thanks, Dusty. <laughs> so. Right, okay. Yes? Do we have a word of the week? We do have the word of the week, and it's a belter. What of the week this week is scurry funge. And what does that mean? It means to rush around cleaning when company is on their way over. A, tasty, a, a hasty way of tidying the house between the time you see a neighbour and the time she knocks at the door. Can you use it in a sentence, please? I certainly can use it in a sentence. If it weren't for the occasional scurry funge, the start of Hot and Orbital Radio Show would be an oasis of calm and very low-key. <laughs> and for those interested, you can now see the spelling and the meaning on the scary headline finge. on your screen. The scurry funge. Scary funge. It's a good word. I like that word. A good word to see with a Welsh accent. It's really... I'll post that in a there. A scurry funge. A scurry funge, man. <laughs> it, 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 it sounds like you need a good wash yeah. afterwards. I've been to the doctor's, man. He told me I've got scurry funge. Give me a cream. Definitely need cream for that. Yeah. Anyway, moving on to... <laughs> what do you call an anteater on the street? Not Jeff. Oh, Beth. Good kill. Oh, not Beth either, no, no, it's her day off. Um, so, what do you call an anteater on the street? A boulevard. <laughs> and we have a picture of that. No, you don't call them Timmy either. <laughs> a picture? Yeah, there's yeah. a boulevard mark. There's a boulevard He looks yes. like a Victorian villain of some kind, doesn't he? Yes, chicks yeah. in Look an armbar suit. Look at the eyes. <laughs> I resemble no. that remark. Chicks when he's taken off his human suit. Yeah, chicks in an armbar suit. Yeah, he hasn't got blood running down his face. <laughs> so, um, moving on. Flossie, are you ready? Yep, I am ready. Lovely. Let's kick it off. That reminds oh. me of a street in London. Which it street? Look London. Those buildings look Londony. Hmm. Which street? I'm trying to remember. Alvart Street. Anyway. Can't, it can't be in London. It's flossy. It's flossy. It's flossy. It's flossy. Flossie here with this week's CG News. There were no CGs last week, so nothing to report on. 
This week we have one new CG. Harvest Thargoid Materials for Anti-Titan Project. Aegis is urgently requesting deliveries of Thargoid Spire site materials to Professor Ishmael Palin in the ARC system. The alien minerals are needed for vital research based on a new theory by the engineer Ramtar. His research has suggested a method of defeating the Thargoid Titans, although details of the proposal remain classified by Aegis. Professor Palin, the leading expert in Thargoid biotechnology, explained the initiative. I am confident that Ramtar's theory holds water and we are working together on its practical applications. There are no guarantees as yet, but we could be on the cusp of developing a weapon with which to engage the Titans. However, such a weapon must be able to function within the Maelstrom's electromagnetic fields, which disrupt all Guardian-based technology. I'm developing a resistant armour using the organic compounds produced by Thargoid spiocytes. Aegis has cautioned pilots that operating within spiocytes is highly dangerous and that they are likely to encounter Thargoid vessels as well as defensive drones. Anti-Xeno strategist, strategist Aidan Tanner commented, I won't pretend to understand all the science behind Ramtar and Palin's work, but what little I've seen made me feel something very rare these days, hope. There's never been a more crucial time for everyone to rally together and perhaps help us achieve the impossible. Deliveries of coral sap, impure spire minerals and semi-refined spire minerals can be made at Austin Town Station in the ARC system. As an additional incentive, paint jobs will be offered to qualifying participants. These rewards are cumulative. Top 75% of contributors. Alliance Challenger Cyclops paint job. Top 50% of contributors. Alliance Crusader Cyclops paint job. And the top 25% of contributors. Federal Corvette Cyclops paint job. The campaign begins today, the 1st of February, and will run for one week. If the final target is met earlier than planned, the campaign will end immediately. To earn rewards, you must sign up as an active participant before delivering coral sap, impure spire minerals and semi-refined spire minerals to Austin Town Station in the ARC system. And that's it for this week's CD News. Blasi told you what to do. Thank you, Flossie. Well, we better hope the Thark the Mighty wasn't listening. Otherwise, we're all doomed. And now, here's that alternative take on the Galanite news from Beetlejuice and Wallerspoon, who definitely won't give the game away to any multi-limbed, thorax-sporting invaders hell-bent on destroying humanity.
Galnet News Digest, 1st of February 3310. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, with new ships announced, we look back on the history of flyable ships and take a look forward to what's coming this year. It's been a long wait for new ships to fly, but now... At last, it seems that the drought may finally be over, with manufacturers promising four new ship variants this year. 21 of the ships that are still available now have been on the market for more than 10 years. This includes a veteran from the 28th century, the Falcon de Lacy Python, a ship that has delivered reliable service for more than 600 years, and the Python's stablemate, the Anaconda, the design for which is only a little over 450 years old. The rest of the original 21 ships, in order of introduction, are the Adder, the Sidewinder, the Cobra Mark III, the Ferdelands, the Imperial Courier, the Eagle Mark II and the Imperial Eagle, the Type VI Transporter, Type VII Transporter, the Asp Explorer, Diamondback Explorer, Diamondback Scout, Federal Assault Ship, Federal Drop Ship, Hauler, Imperial Clipper, Orca, Type 9 Heavy and Viper Mark III. Just a year later, eight more ships were added to the showrooms. This included everyone's favourite, the Asp Scout, and the exclusive, only available for a limited time, Cobra Mark IV, which is one of the best ships for on-foot missions. Two new ships were introduced to rival the Anaconda, the Federal Corvette and the Imperial Cutter. The smallest ship to support a ship-launched fighter, the Lecon Keelback, was also released, along with the Federal Gunship, the Viper Mark IV and the Vulture, an affordable ship with great firepower. Only one ship was released in 3302, the mighty Beluga Liner, but Saud Kruger followed up the next year with a much smaller Dolphin, this was the year space tourism really took off. Also in 3303, Lacon released their anti-Thargoid gun platform, the Lacon Alliance Type 10 Defender. The last of the glory years for those who love shiny new ships was 3304. This was the year the Alliance got serious about anti-Thargoid platforms, releasing three similar medium combat ships, the Challenger, the Chieftain, and the Crusader. And Falcon de Lacy released what was in effect a massively updated and redesigned version of the 600-year-old Python, but with a completely new fuselage and slightly better than the Python in almost every way. This was the Crate Mark II, widely believed to be the best all-round ship currently available. Finally, towards the end of 3304, two more ships were released. These were the Crate Phantom, a slimmed-down version of the Crate Mark II that proved itself a match for the Asp Explorer in jump range and suitability for long-range exploration and missions. And Zorgan Peterson supplemented its stable of two joke ships and one excellent combat specialist with the Mamba. Based on the design of a prototype racing ship, the Mamba was supposed to be faster and more capable version of the Ferdinand Lance. After its top speed was cut back for safety reasons, the general consensus seemed to be that the Mamba 
offered no real advantages over the Ferdelands, and it has not been widely adopted. After the release of the Crate Phantom and the Mamba, there has been five years of nothing. Not one ship manufacturer has released a new ship. Commanders have got used to their choices of ship from the existing range. Like old slippers, they are comfortable and familiar, but they are no longer thrilling. And so, it is hugely exciting and welcome that after five years of no new ships at all, the manufacturers have announced that they are planning this year to release no fewer than four significant variants of their existing ships that will not only look different, but have improved capabilities over their base models. The first of these is another new version of the Python, but this time it retains the characteristic Python shape. Slightly fatter and curvier, the new version of the Python will be the first of at least four ships from a variety of manufacturers this year. The other ships will be announced at intervals throughout the year. In other news, Aegis claims that the work currently in progress to use Guardian-based technology to defeat the Thargoid Titans is in no way analogous to Salvation's use of the same technology to build the Proteus Wave, and that the Thargoid invasion may finally be about to be defeated. Their tentative timescale for the final assault is mid to late April. There is also talk that the current patronage-based political system for the layer of government between the superpowers and the local factions, the so-called power play system, is to be overhauled, with an expected delivery sometime in the middle of 3310. The new federal president, Felicia Winters, may need to watch out for the meddling of Jerome Archer. The emperor may need to be specially vigilant of Senator Zamina Torval and her plot to take over the Chancellorship. And Prime Minister Mahan may at last need to confront his arch-enemy in the Alliance Assembly, Councillor Nakato Kane. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News, we read the news so you don't have to. So, thank you to Commanders Beetlejude and Wotherspoon for another excellent and insightful article. Ooh, we've, we've had a letter from a listener. He, she or they say, Squishy meat bags, I now have your plans. <laughs> Signed, LCU No Fool Like One. Anyway, time for a Galnet Rares Digest, and Amelia has a serious case of deja vu. You are about to listen to Amelia Hawk. She tries all the galaxy's most dangerous rare items, so you don't have to. There's a rare in the list that I was postponing, but then I didn't. So I revisited it again by actually using it. 
as I can't remember what happened, but kept it. It's in a sealed bag marked evidence, but that's probably all I had to hand. There's something splattered on the outside. Uh, look, I'll wipe it off before I start. Uh, oh, bother. Oh, there goes the label. Uh, well, I mean, how bad can it be? Okay. Let's re-experience this one and find out. It's not, on the face of it, more dangerous than the others or harder to find. It's, it's not going to try and eat me or disembowel me. It's not, as far as I can tell, poisonous or illegal. But I did want to be in the right frame of mind for this one. And alone. You'll see why in a bit. It costs about the same as a gimbaled multi-cannon. Whilst the canister that holds what I'm about to review is your galactic standard shape, size and weight, most of that is experimental. What's in the canister? It's a small tube. Rather, a little smaller than a toothpaste tube. In fact, the tube is about the size of a small tube of superglue. The rest is packaging. Open the box and there are lights, there's music, there are slow opening doors and drawers. And as you press various colored buttons, there are scents and mists. The whole experience is a big piece of marketing. What you've bought is valuable. It's special. And clearly the people selling it want you to get that wow factor. There's a handwritten note from the founder of the company that makes it. It has gold edges and an embossed stamp of authenticity. Inside the large cargo canister, once all the theatre is finished, there's a simple wooden box on a cushion. The box is engraved with a few words. Hold your breath. Make a wish. Count to three. Come with me and you'll be in a world of pure imagination. In a suite that comes as part of my order, I upgraded from a simple shipment to the entire package. Just one night. There's a jacuzzi, a minibar, a huge bed, and just for tonight, it's just me and my little tube. I'm in the Dia Mont Montrona system, <clears throat> excuse me, at Pins and Dock, and I'm very comfortable. Oh, and yes, th this is Montrona Experience Jelly, custom made to my requirements. What's in the tube has been carefully chemically crafted to my exact specification. Before I made my choice, I read the paperwork carefully. The jelly can be rubbed into your skin, and after a few moments, apparently temporarily hijacks your neural pathways. All of your senses are taken over for around an hour, and you can experience quite literally anything you want. It's the ultimate in virtual reality. Everything that you see, you hear, you feel for the time you're under the influence, your brain is convinced that you're actually there. Ever wanted to experience first footfall on Mars or relive an experience from your own youth? You can get them to program it in. Skydiving, exploring deep oceans, being a bystander at the Big Bang. Of course, for those lonely, sad souls, experience um, activities with people that in real life you'd never, ever have a chance with. See to your purchasers, 
with extra cash can experience exactly what it would be like to engage in carnal activity with the object of their affection. Morally dubious, ethically unsound, but there is quite literally no limit to what they will program in for you. However, as someone whose moral compass points firmly in the right direction, but okay, well, mostly. Okay, okay. I can't say I wasn't tempted when filling out the form, but to be on the safe side, I sent my request in and chose something that wasn't seedy. A luxury imperial spa retreat. The full pamper package, the ultimate in self-indulgent relaxation. The jacuzzi, the deep tissue massage, the music, sights and sounds of the galaxy's most expensive me time. And all that in a little tube no bigger than my pinky finger. I'm going to leave the audio recording running so I can talk you through what it's like. So, I've bathed, I'm relaxed in my suite, I've got a loose synth silk kimono on, and it's time. I squeeze the contents of the tube out into my palm, and as per the instructions, which were read out to me by a disembodied someone who sounds a bit stern. I mean, yes, that, that bit is customizable too, but I chose the default based on my experience. I mean, this must be what a spa major domo sounds like. I'm rubbing it liberally over myself. It's not greasy. It reminds me of, um, well, the kind of jelly you get as pain relief for a bad back. It's clear, colorless, and it, it doesn't have a sticky residue. It's, it's just soaking into my skin. In a moment, you'd never know that you'd applied it, and the voice from the giant box tells me to lie back and close my eyes. I hope you can still hear this. Blackness and the, the feeling of the bed below me are fading, and I can, I can hear noises, dim images. Uh, okay, everything's green. I wasn't expecting green, um, and I'm lying on something. It's not what I expected. It's, it's hard and cold. There's a bright light above me somewhere and I I can't move my head or my arms. What? I'm, I'm strapped to something and, and there's a noise. A, a chittering, chattering kind of noise and the, the distant thrum of machinery. If, it, if this is what an Imperial Spa weekend is like, well, I, I don't know what the fuss is about. I can distantly see a shape approaching me yet weird. I can't move, but it all seems so real. It's holding something. Oh, no. No, this this isn't right. I just want it to stop. This can't be what, what I'll be experiencing for the next hour. Recording off. Oh, it, it's okay. I'm okay. Well, Crap. Actually, I'm not okay. The effects have faded and... I've gone back over to the box. That wasn't what I ordered. I'm just checking the label. There must be a customer service number. Hang on, I'm going to give them a call. Hello? Yes? I want to speak to someone now. What the heck do you call that? I'm in suite 237B. Get someone here now. 
No, no, this isn't Mr. Smith. My name's Hawk, Amelia Hawk. Scan the serial number on my case. Uh, hang on. What do you mean this isn't my case? Who's Mr. Smith? Don't give me that crap about data protection. Who is Mr. Smith? Uh, he's in 237D. No, no, don't worry. I'll be dealing with this myself. Right, sorry, listener. You're, you're just going to have to put up with this for a second. Someone needs to give Mr. Smith a proper slap. Smith! Oi, Smith! Open up, you sick puppy. Okay, his door's opening. Hang on, I'm just going to mute the mic. You do not want to hear what I'm about to do to this guy. Back in a minute. Right. What's that, officer? Um, no, I just found him like that. Why is he clutching his groining, saying, no, no, make it stop? I have no idea. Did I take anything from his room? Uh, no, absolutely not. This is my tube of experience jelly. Look, look, you can scan it. See that? It says Amelia Hawk. That's me. Right. I'm off to my room to try out my Imperial Spy experience. I, I, I need it after that. This is a furious Amelia Hawk reporting for the Galnet Rares Digest, and I've just experienced someone else's Thargoid probe fantasy. So you don't have to. And I've just realised that was last week's images. <laughs> well, Seamless. This, you, this, this is a special text. Uh, apology, officer. I'm ready to go. Ready when you are. Go, go on, go on, go on, please. Ladies, gentlemen, and commanders of all varieties tuning into the Hutton Orbital broadcast, we find ourselves in a wee bit of a pickle. Or should we say, wrapped up in a haggis casing of confusion. In a galaxy brimming with anomalies, it appears our image feed has taken a quantum leap into the past. Instead of basking in the glow of Montrona Experience Jelly Adventures, you've been treated to last week's Highland Escapades featuring Hamish and Amelia on their haggis hunt. We must extend our most sincere apologies for this unexpected journey back in time. It seems our image distributor has been overly indulgent in a bottle of Centauri Mega Gin. Mistaking the upload button for a rewind through the Annals, not annals, I said annals, of human history, button. Fear not, dear listeners, for every cloud is a silver lining. In our case, every haggis has its neeps and tatties. Consider this a bonus round, a nostalgic trip down memory lane, before we dive back into the wonders of the galaxy. Rest assured, our tech team is currently engaging in a frantic scurry fund to set the timeline straight. In the meantime, we invite you to enjoy the unexpected detour. After all, in the vastness of space, who doesn't appreciate a good haggis tale or two? We promise to return you to your regularly scheduled galactic oddities as soon as our Hutton dusty bot sobers up. Until then, let's raise a glass or a mug to the unpredictability that keeps Hutton Orbital Broadcast as spicy as Alvin's favourite mega gin. Remember, in space, no one can hear you seem. <laughs> 
that that yes. was a, I mean that was a seam dwindle seems that one. Yeah. <laughs> I had completely forgotten you'd gone to a local copy last week. Yeah, but we're doing so well too. Oh. <sighs> but here's the thing, Amelia, the, the Hutton Dusty Bot actually wrote that apology for the apology officer on the fly. <laughs> what? That was That was good. entirely word for word written by the Hutton Dusty Bot. Nice. nice. In I all, fair, in all fairness, I didn't notice. I was trying to fight Mooncake away from the stream deck during that I, whole I it thing. Away and I thought, I'll just leave her. Mooncake Wait, was trying to tell you clearly. <laughs> there's no point. Once you've started reading, there's no point interrupting you. Oh, no, no, not not, not at all. I mean, I, I, I did ping a message just in case it was a different button. But, um, yeah, the Hutton Dusty Bot did a very good job of apologising for itself. Do you, I mean, just out of curiosity... And while we banter for the end of the show bit, do you happen to have? Because I'm, I, you know, Dusty is quite proud of the images that Dusty put together. Yeah. Might you have the real ones? Let me see if I can just pull them up quick. Um... I mean, that, that that one there about somebody's grim Thargoid probing adventure. I mean, oh. I, I was absorbed in the audio on that one. <laughs> it was just, what a horrific experience. What a horrific? Why? why nearly as, nearly as bad as Lave, Lave Radio not being on this week. Nearly as bad as being on last week. Pardon what? <laughs> as bad as I Did I say that out loud? Oh, ouch. Yeah, well, you weren't here, Rotter. But you're, you're off to parts foreign again uh, imminently, aren't you? Yeah, Sunday. And and are you back for next week's show, or are you uh, uh, absent no. without leave? I will definitely be away for next week's show. I might be back for the week after. Oh, maybe. Oh, maybe. Here, here, oh. We go. here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Amelia experiencing a Thargoid probing horror in uh, Matrona experience there. Um, we, we've got Amelia uh -oh, having a stern uh -oh. word with Mr. Smith. And is that Mooncake? That's Mooncake. That's what Mooncake's, happened to Mooncake's tail? I don't Mooncake's know. That, that's how angry tail. Mooncake is. Okay, oh. Mooncake has been licking the Matrona experience. <laughs> <laughs> the horrified... Oh, dear. What's with the little kitten? This is, this is Amelia on the phone on to the, the phone. office there hey, with a very angry Mooncake. <laughs> A very angry mooncake. And this was you at the start of that article. Just getting yes. ready. Mm. Yes. Yes. How lovely. <laughs> it looks uh, very and, comfortable. Oh, yeah, there, yes, there are thargoids in your hot tub. The phone. <laughs> Amelia, you don't want to have thargoids in your hot tub. <laughs> and, and there, there's the big box it came in. There we go. And there's a robot. It, there's Dusty. He's, Dusty's painted himself into your hot tub. He's filthy. <laughs> <laughs> just, just... Naughty, Mr. Dusty. I like your your little work desk in the corner there. That's very nice. Yes. I just so love that's that what you cake. would have been seeing if the Hutton Dusty Bot hadn't had a complete meltdown. Smith's going to get a do in there, you can tell. <laughs> yes. I, I mean... Mooncake should not lick the maternity. <laughs> no, Mooncake lick. licks everything. <laughs> Mooncake's wearing a kimono as well. Is that why Mooncake's so angry? <laughs> I love yeah, the, that picture of Angry Mooncake. The, yeah, the did second you, smaller tube on the desk is actually Mooncake's tube. Did you put <laughs> that whole Galnet Rares into dust, into dusty bot and see, ask it to make your pictures? Uh, I did, yes. Wow. I said I want a sequence of pictures based on the, the progression of the story, please, Mr. Art and Dusty Bot. And without any other prompting, this was the sequence it came up with. That's pretty good. So, so how Hutton and Dusty Bot work is we've trained Hutton and Dusty Bot on about uh, nine years of scripts 
Yeah. I, I fed nine years of scripts into Dusty Bot. I explained who the presenters were, because um, obviously it's varied over the years. And then I left it to be, and then I let it listen into the show as we go. This is good. And and this is the kind of thing it comes up. I mean, they're pretty good images. <clears throat> the occasional disembodied tale, but you know. Yeah, the 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 Thargoids. I mean, the, the, there was a wonderful one earlier of the Thargoid reading Galnet news, and normally it manages to get um, text and writing wrong. Happen dusty yeah. but it managed to get Galnet a Thargoid reading Galnet, Galnet news. news. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Um, you know, you so, know yeah. this is this is why Skynet started. <laughs> I worship our uh, overlords, and yes. actually, uh, it does a fairly good job about avoiding um, <clears throat> copyright infringements. Too bad. Yeah, I, I did notice as well that were, that uh, both of them were in suites two, three, seven. It wasn't the overlord could tell by any chance, was it? <laughs> two, three, seven B and D. Yeah, but two, three, seven. It wasn't the yeah. overlord could tell. Uh, from, the on, shining, from the shining room 237 is quite important oh yes well th right. that, that may have been back in um 2021 when yeah. i maybe wrote the article or yes sorry uh, when amelia experienced this first time anyway um so thank you very much amelia for That's experiencing okay. that again <laughs> it's it is a weird you know gel-based hallucination that you've been on and and our listener is now experiencing it by virtue of all the pictures. <laughs> um, for more hallucinations and uh, drops, maybe. <laughs> you've got a, I tell you what, though, you've got a lovely range of kimonos. And I faces. know, right? That <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're all quite stylish. Yes, that one's a yeah, filter. Although the the, the one, one with angry with... the one with angry mooncake, yeah. that hairstyle, I'm seriously considering getting that hairstyle. Because my hair's long enough now. The one with is angry that, mooncake. Is that the close-up one when you're in the phone or the far on, away one? When you're this in the one comes with the angry mooncake. This, this yeah. one. Oh yeah, that one. one. Yeah. This mm. one here with angry mooncake. That's nice. Yes. And look at the two jars of experience jelly as well. Yeah, one, one, for <laughs> yes. Amelia, one for mooncake. So if you, if anybody listening wondered what these rares are about, every now and again, I and mean, we've done an awful lot of them over the years, but every now and again we resurrect one. Um, for, for Amelia, in, until they insert more rares. Well, we there's a couple we haven't done, but I've just we've not been feeling the vibe just yet on the on those ones. But um, there are many, many. I mean, the the, the oh, Chibones. What, what was it? Were the Chibones things that we did? Um, we've done balls, so many. It? Yeah. Um, but we have a we have a wealth of all the rares in the galaxy to 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 get through. Chibone's blood crystals; those are the sharp ones that you you um, went down on a rope into a big cavern, didn't you? Uh, that, that does ring a bell. Yeah. Yes, they, says these fragile structures are manually extracted at great personal risk. Yes. Oh, oh I remember those. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, many are lost on their first attempt, or or the. Um, the pathogenic. Um, what was that one where we were watching people run around naked, um, and they had to try not to get eaten by plants? That was late on. Oh, that was another um, Matrona experience jelly. 
kind of thing. Uh, I was trying to think of what the plants one was. Um, I think this uh, next one, I think your phone cable disappears halfway. It disappears behind Mooncake's head. I think Mooncake might be an ob- uh, not this one. The next one, I, yeah, I think Mooncake might be an obligate telephone. I'm no, just trying to find what the plants were. I mean, no, it's it, not this it, one. Rapper bow snake skin. No, it wasn't those ones. Uh, wasn't Next the tea? No, the rapper bow snake skins was Benny Hill. Yeah, look, yeah. look, your cable disappears at Mooncake's head. Mooncake's a wireless phone. No wonder she's angry. It actually disappears over to the bedside table, way off in the yeah. distance. It's just a really long cable. <laughs> Small, far away. I can't find the. Um, yeah, it wasn't no, it wasn't it wasn't those ones. It wasn't those Rapa ones. Was the one the giant verics were quite interesting. The Eth Grease Tea Buds. It's Eth Grease Tea Buds, that's the one. Yeah, Eth Grease Tea Buds plucked from the dangerous Eth Grease carnivorous cam- Camellia sinensis plants. Yeah, that, that oh, sounds those familiar. bastards. That's the one. Yeah, um, only those with sharp reflexes make it through the first season without losing fingers or entire hands to the deadly fast plants. That one, yes, there we go. We've done that one a couple the... of times. Mm. Yes, we have, yeah. It's a good one. I'm trying to work out which which ones you haven't reviewed yet. Have you done the pearls I... yet? Sorry, the what? The Helvetic Pearls. I think you may have done Helvetic Pearls. Uh, I can't remember. It doesn't ring a bell. Natural Pearls or the Jotun Muka. That doesn't ring a bell. There, there has been so many. Yeah. It's good to have a think, think which ones we come up, come up the with the best. Is a multi, yeah, multi-coloured fur sludge brown when it dies. Oh, it's the one that's fur. Um, yes, you've done that one because its fur changes colour when it dies. Uh, and you have to keep the creature from a self-induced heart attack. That one, yep. Koro um, Kung Pellets, I think you did. Yes. Did we do the hot yeah. mug? Little Grey is oh, asking. Not yet. Not yet. We were saying the med bee, the med bee star loop. No, I think we did that one. Yes. Um, I think we'd run out of everything else, haven't we? There's the only Tory chimes. Left. Yeah, we did the Tory chimes. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Void extract coffee. The Yasso Condi leaf. Oh, that, that that's tobacco. Mm. We've done the lace one. That that was that was scandalous. That one. Absolutely <laughs> scandalous. Crystalline spheres, I like crystalline spheres. Yeah, and the ear grubs, obviously, done those ones, and the exo artifacts. Those are the ones that look like giant. Um, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. that's the one. A giant euphemism. Sorry, I'm fighting Mooncake away from my stream. From <laughs> your maternal experience, Jelly. Mooncake, get away from the maternal experience. Are, are you trying to blame the cat for putting up last week's images? Is that what you're saying? Oh, no, no. That that was completely my fault. <laughs> oh, no. I, I, I blamed I, I you on the cat. I was, we, I was we... giving you an out. but you. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was definitely my fault. <laughs> Karsuki locusts, yum. Right, yes, go and feed Mooncake some Karsuki locusts. Mm -hmm. Um, So, that's it for our show for this week. Are we going to raid anybody this week? Is anyone live? We did Stargoid last time, possibly. So, who's live? Um, So, for those listening and watching, there are other people that talk about Elite in the Galaxy. Um, uh, what we do at the end of the show is we play uh, play some music, the Hutton theme tune, and do some credits, which are worth reading. Some cool recipes in there. Which I've not updated this week, so it's the same one as last week. Um, so Stargo, the question Stargo is: Stargo's got the fewest of 
viewers of the ones I can see. So Stargoid would be... Stargoid would be a good one. Okay, yeah. so we're, we're going to go and raid the Stargoid after this so one. So please do hang around. Penguin. No. Stargoid. Um, at the end of the show. Music first and some credits and then some words and then we're going to raid the Stargoid. Um, Amelia, because Mooncake's there, are we being quiet or noisy this evening? I would say medium. Medium. Okay. Just a good old-fashioned a... for the mug. This is a mug. A medium warning. Okay. <laughs> I was just about to press the button. Just, just one awuga. All right. One just one awuga warning. One awuga yep. only. Yes, you don't have to stay away from your microphone. I mean, your your headphones. <laughs> for the mug, everyone. For the mug. For the mug. For the mug. For that mug. Journey too long, or cargo too small. Profit margins never really mattered at all. We're gonna take the cargo where it's needed today. Super cruising all across the Milky Way. We're taking anything, anytime, anywhere. Loading all the teen out to the brim with the rest for the more, for the more, for the more, for the more. Yeah, you know just where we're coming from. For the more, for the more, for the more, for the more. Yeah, everybody's seen the trucker song. Flossy always seems to crash into the sun Skibble likes to pile it on the Xbox One Helping out the free, you know it leads us well Trucking across the galaxy, now everybody yeah For the more, for the more, for the more, for the more Yeah, you know just where we're coming from for the more, for the more, for the more, for the more. Everybody sing the hunting trucker song. For the more, for the more, for the more. You know just where we're coming from. For the more, for the more, for the more, for the more. Everybody sing the hunting trucker song. Cargo too small. The profit margins never really mattered at all. We're gonna take the cargo where it's needed today. 
Super cruising all across the Milky Way. We're taking anything, anytime, anywhere. So shout it out loud, loud. You don't even care for the more, for the more, for the more, for the more. Yeah, you know just where we're coming from. For the more, for the more, for the more. Everybody sing the trucker song. For the more, for the more, for the Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of the show. Everyone's buggered off now, so why don't you bugger off too? Seamless.